Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Steven, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to be talking about the first four, four, the first eight episodes of the Forces of Destiny series. Uh, so, that's kind of all there is to it. I, you know, it's I've been gone for a little bit. I was off visiting some comets, and yeah, so it's good. Yeah, how were the to, Corphilian <laughs> comets? They, they were beautiful, let me tell you. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, glad to hear so yes, that. we're also going to be talking about the third episode of the Freemakers Adventure, titled "The Tower of Alston Nor." And, and like we did with live, Go yeah, ahead. like we did the first two episodes, we're going to watch the episode live and invite you guys to kind of listen in as a listen to us as like a commentary track. Yeah. Uh, so while we're talking about force, <coughs> excuse me, uh, while we're talking about forces of destiny, feel free to you know pull that up and. Have it ready. Make sure you, you know, fast forward through all the ads and things like that as well. So, uh, with that out of the way, William, why don't you tell us about the Forces of Destiny series? Sure. Uh, so this is actually interesting. They don't they don't provide a ton of like they don't have credits uh, in the Forces of Destiny shorts. Um, so we don't have a ton, but we do know that you know many of these. I don't know if all, but many of these were written by Jen Murrow and uh, uh, created by Ghostbot uh, Animation Studios. Um, but yeah, we, there's, there's eight episodes in Force of Destiny. I think we should just dive right into it, right? Cause these are, these episodes are about, oh, three minutes, three minutes on average yeah, they're, in length. They're not more than three and a half minutes in length at all. Yeah. And I, I really like these. They, they remind me a lot of the old, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky series. In they're minutes. very similar. I'd actually yes. say. Yeah. Cause e- even that show started off what, what, weren't they like three to five minutes and then they... Incre- I think they started uh, at three minutes, went so to the five first, minutes. The first 20 episodes were about that length, you're right. Yeah. And then they were so popular, they were like, okay, we're going to come back and we're going to do like five episodes, but each episode will be like f- 10 minutes or something like that. That's what it was, right. Yeah, and, and of course that was that predated you know, the Clone Wars. Um, and uh, so I, 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 I enjoyed these and I think some were better than others. Uh, I especially like the ones though that gave you kind of a an alternate look at some of the things we know and love or mm-hmm. maybe yep. a bit more behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. with that, let, let's start off with um, the first two episodes, which I think might be some of my least favorite. Um, uh, can, I, can I, can I, can I jump in on this? Sure. I, Tom, I, I think when it comes no, to Tom, this, you know what, Tom, I really, uh, we've been wanting to talk to you about this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just going <laughs> to, Okay. Sorry. This is an intervention. No, no. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'll Sorry, take the intervention. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, hang on. So first of all, the first two episodes. Episode one is obviously Sands of Jakku, uh-huh. where uh, Ray finds a creature that wants to devour BB-8, and yes. the second episode is BB-8 Bandits, where Ray and BB-8 take a scavenger to flee Tebow. Is Tebow? Timo? Which I now okay. Yeah. Whichever one. Yeah. Uh, who's trying to steal BB-8? So. Okay. Now, anyway, Tom, what were your thoughts? Okay. I'm going to say when it comes to these two episodes, I really think – I really enjoyed this series for what it was. 
So and and William, you hit you hit the nail on the head for a couple of these. It really gave a better backstory to some things that were going on within the universe that we know and love. I think when it comes to these two episodes, though, they probably would have played better back to back as one episode with mm-hmm. maybe a little thing to kind of tie them together because the first one was good, but it seemed like to me it was a little too short. And yes, it was the first one to be kicked off the whole series. And then the second one seemed like it was almost starting in the middle of something, even though you know it was from the feature. But it seemed like these two would have worked, to me, a little bit better if they were tied together and back-to-back. Well, I think that they, would have Did they release them at the same time? They released one a day. That's so. what I okay, thought, so yeah. It's not, so it's not quite back-to-back, back, yeah. Yeah, and I think what probably helped, could have been in this case, was because it was Ray in both episodes. Because when you look at the other ones... It, it was basically Leah, then it goes Ahsoka, then it goes Leah, then you know Leah, then Ahsoka Padme. So they alternated the characters in the episodes, except for this one, where they had yeah. Ray in both, and that's yeah. why I think it would have been better if they w- had mm. them together. Yeah, because this way the story, if they had like let's say um, um, a Leia episode to break this up, or they would have put a Sabine episode to break this up, it, it wouldn't feel like both of them need to be tied together to work. Yeah. 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 So I, I think this the reason uh, the reason why it's probably my least favorite is it's probably the most simple, and the story yep. is very constrained. Uh, I think because you have to tell these stories with Ray in between when we see her for the first time in the Force Awakens mm-hmm. and uh, when she actually leaves the planet. So it's basically like scenes that we didn't see in between the film. So the first one is right after she finds BB-8, and I, I presume they're heading back to to uh, to Ray's home. Yeah. Um yeah. and uh and this well, creature, sand creature starts attacking her. Uh, well, and actually we, we even see her. Over. We actually even see her home uh in in the uh in the short. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice at the end cuz she ends up like this they escape the sand creature and he's all hungry <clears> and so she gives him a part and uh the creature apart and he's he's kind of happy and, mm-hmm. and and leaves and it's kind of a happy ending. But again, it's very short, right? It's creature chases Ray she escapes, feeds escapes. him, right? Apart, yep. the end. But it's still kind of a sweet story. But when it comes, and I will to say, the... I thought. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say one of the things I liked about almost all of these shorts is I felt like they actually had uh, the effects, and when I say effects, I mean the voice effects, uh-huh. um, and the actors. I thought were pretty good almost all around, and Ray especially mm-hmm. I thought was really well done. Uh, she um, she better be good because that's yeah, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh no. They yeah. had they oh. had they had all the original voices for those characters in there. Yeah. O- well, other than been, other no, than no. Carrie Fisher, but oh, right. So okay. Lupita Nyong'o voice. Well, not not everyone, but Lupita yeah. Nyong'o voiced. Uh, she did the um, a voiceover the at the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we had um, Daisy Ridley playing um, uh, Ray. Uh, uh, and uh, actually, so I was just trying to think. Uh, well, actually, X time was Ashley playing Ahsoka. Yeah, uh, Leia oh. was played by. Um, actually, let me go back to my notes from Star Wars Celebration because we we had it in our show notes there. Um, for the most part, all the all the cast is played by their original voice actors, Though, except for so Leia the only and one... Padme. Okay, I think so. Leia is the only one I I took issue. I had I should say had issues with. Yeah, is the only one I thought mm-hmm. sounded a little off. Um, was Catherine Tabor again? Uh, she was Padme. The... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Shelby it's Young us. voiced Princess Leia. Okay. 
Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so but otherwise, we had Daisy Ridley, Felicity Jones, T.S. I, Sarkar, I stand by my statement. Uh, the voice acting for Ray was fantastic, regardless mm. of the fact that it was played, <laughs> you know, by Ray. <laughs> and I actually love that they got they brought her in, right? Oh yeah, uh, all of them. It, it was really nice, and uh, and the animation is pretty cool too. I think simple, yeah, I, but. When they said they were doing these animated shorts, I was a little nervous about what the animation might be because I've, you know, this is a direct to YouTube sort of series. Usually, uh, quality is not a super high requirement, I would say, for things like this. But I thought they did a really good job. Yeah. Um, I thought the animation style was interesting and consistent, which is, you know, unusual. I feel for this type of thing, and I don't know. It was. It was. I thought they were fun to watch. I agree, and yeah, again, very, again, very similar to. The Guinea Tarkovsky series. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the second which, uh, one. I also adored. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I know. love that one. The The second episode takes place um, the next morning, presumably, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, after she's slept, she wakes up, she hops on her speeder bike, and she's chased by uh, a bunch of bandits. Um, and, and, and Tebow, in this case, um, she, you know, she kind of is able to avoid the mo- most of the bandits and uh, they kind of face off in this cavern area uh at at the very end and i don't even like how they call back to the night watcher worm um uh, from the previous episode and and that's why i said the episode probably would have been better if it was shown basically back to back or made it one episode because Mm, at least least they were two days in a row i so two days in a row in my case correct i i actually watched them back to back uh just because that's when i actually got around to seeing it and so it worked Mm -hmm. out you know perfectly for me yeah yeah. yeah, so that that's that was my only thing about this episode. But yes, it does make sense that since there was a tie-in to the first episode, they didn't have anything in between. But right. to release both of those same day and make them one episode, I thought it, it still yeah. worked the way it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this one actually had the most continuity because not only did they talk about the tactic with the Night Watcher Worm, it actually returns and, and saves them mm-hmm. uh, after they helped at the, the time before. And I think this is one of the only short so far that actually continues the story and so i thought that was really cool that they that they they did that mm-hmm. uh the night watcher worm was able to come back and, and save them and this is the short they showed at celebration uh back in april the, um, this yeah. specific one or both the specific of them? one this specific okay one, the second piece yeah yeah gotcha. um the okay. next one though i think is one of my favorites for a really silly reason, I think. But okay, let's uh, hear it. Leia and Wicket work together to help Ewoks escape from stormtroopers. So we're on Endor, and um, <clears throat> and and it's it picks up right after Leia meets Wicket in Return of the Jedi. Right? We don't actually see what happens to Leia after she meets Wicket uh, until she appears in the Ewok village. And so this one is really cool, right? She she and Wicket are walking around. And she's like thanking Wicket for his, her, his help, but she really needs to find her friends. And they run into some stormtroopers. Um, and they kind of have to fight off the stormtroopers with the help of some, uh, th- with the help of two other Ewoks. They were, the stormtroopers were harassing. What did you guys think of this episode? I agree. I thought it was one of the best ones. Yeah. It was cute. It was cute. I mean, it well, definitely, definitely showed how she got to the Ewok home, the Ewok home and got that outfit. That was the other thing about it. It's like, how does well, she change clothes? Exactly. And that yeah. was, I think, my favorite piece because this episode is is very short, but it's set right. between Return of the Jedi and explains a critical piece, right? Versus the Ray thing, uh, the Ray episodes, they were nice. And I like how they tied together, but they didn't 
they didn't necessarily add anything to the movie, whereas this actually shows us what was happening to to Leia and how she got from point A to point B. Right. Um, and then, as you said, she even gets her 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 dress that she wears in the Ewok village. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we see her in the movie, she's wearing the fatigues, and the next minute she's in the Ewok village wearing this dress. And that explains it in this episode. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. It's like they can't tell that much of a story in three minutes, right? It's no. really hard. But I thought they did a really good job. Um, you know, actually, it's not even three minutes. It's two and a half minutes. And that's with the intro at the beginning. So we're looking at, what, two minutes, five seconds? Two minutes. So, yeah, yeah this, was a, this was a fun episode. I mean, it's interesting when you take a look at how the, the episodes are paired out that you have this episode that explains something. Yet the next episode, the Padawan Path, was almost like a little snippet of a story within the whole the, the whole thing. There right. was nothing that tied it into, or did, did am I missing something that tied it into something that happened within the uh, prequel trilogy? No, I'm sorry, not didn't. prequel trilogy within within Clone the Clone Wars. Wars. Sorry. Yeah. Well, in this case, she's 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 running to um, she's on her way to a Jedi ceremony. We don't really know what the ceremony is, just that she's. You're talking about late. now the fourth episode, the past. Yeah, the fourth yes, episode. The to be, just to be, sorry, just yeah. to be yeah. clear. Nope. Sorry. I just want to make sure our transition between episodes was very clear. <laughs> Thank <everyone>. you. <laughs> yeah. I tried. So Leia's I... on the way to become a Padawan, and she runs into these Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> and Yoda's there, too, by the way. And so. this Night Watcher worm appears out of nowhere. And no. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. This was an episode that reminded me, like, you know, maybe living in the Star Wars universe would not be so much fun. Because Ahsoka's on her way to, you know, that her meeting with uh, Anakin and Yoda. And, oh, look at that. This droid got slightly damaged, and now it's rampaging and trying to kill everyone around her. Around it. Mm-hmm. Around the droid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so and course, she has to save him. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, and then she does, because that's what Ahsoka does, is save people. Mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Is this droid... One of the droids, very. It looks very similar to one of the droids we see on Takadana in um, Force Awakens uh, at Maz's oh. castle. Maybe not, but it looks very similar. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go back and watch. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. either. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, uh, but it was nice, and it shows that you know Ahsoka is you know always willing to help someone in need, even yeah. if it takes her you know out of her way, and, and she's able to fight this this big. Lift your droid, and meanwhile we get Yoda and Anakin as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I will say my biggest complaint out of all of these episodes is probably that Anakin looked really really weird. Totally agree I, with you. I don't mm-hmm. know what. Totally agree. It was it was the one miss for me, and from a art style point of view, is he did not look like Anakin to me. I, I also had a bit of a problem with Yoda, how he looked in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was Yoda. I, was, but, I guess but I not, it was Yoda. Yoda stylings don't bother me as much because, like, Clone Wars Yoda, I thought was very, very took a lot of uh, what's the word? Um, it was a liberties? liberal take on him. Very liberties, stylized. that's liberties. Liberal. Yeah. Liberties with how they. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's been a long weekend, and I've got as a you headache. can tell, I'm, I'm getting over a cold. So, uh, yeah, they took a lot of liberties with Yoda's design in Clone Wars and kind of other properties, and so I don't. I'm more used to seeing him portrayed differently yeah even uh, though yoda here just looks like he looks like he just rolled out of bed yeah there you <laughs> go episode. yeah yeah yeah. he did yeah it's fine he's getting up there in age you know yoda likes to sleep in a little bit more and when you're nine year 900 years old you look good getting out of bed yeah sorry there you go <laughs> i am so sorry uh, guys tom there's something wrong with your mic you're coming through almost like yoga-esque it's <laughs> uh 
All right, I'm done. So anyway, am I. so yeah, the um, so this I will say one of the things I liked about this episode is uh, it was a nice one of the things I guess I liked about the series as a whole is it's often about showing uh, main characters that we know and love in minor what I call like minor character moments where they demonstrate mm-hmm. like this is what this character means or does. Yes. Uh, like this is how they view the world. And so I like, guess was a nice way of, you know, Yoda and Aya can talk about like, oh, I'm sure Ahsoka has a good reason for being late. And of course she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at, and at the end, Yoda even gives her another, um, another link in her Padawan braid. Uh, That's right, yeah. And yeah, so it was, I mean, it was, it was a nice little moment and, I have to say, it was so, so much fun to see Clone Wars era Ahsoka again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it brings back memories of, of the, the Clone Wars TV series. Well, not only that, but you also got to hear Anakin say that ever-loving nickname, Snips. Snips. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, added, but that brought back memories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was really nice to see. And we got, you know, um, uh, Matt Lanter back as well and Tom Kane. So, you know, the, oh. the, whole, the whole crew... And it really is back, which is which is nice to see. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was a great one. Another one. This is another one I think I really liked. Again, this one I liked for the for the same reasons as Ewok Escape, but this is Beasts of Echo Base, and this one Leia and R two much must free Chewie from the clutches of a ferocious Wampa. Okay, uh, a question here: Did you guys ex- did you guys expect him to be basically upside down and hanging upside down on the ceiling with his feet in ice? I didn't expect him to be like a little huggable doll in the Wampa's arms. <laughs> well, but we all know Chewie is just a big huggable doll. So I guys, totally guys, guys, understand that. Have but... you not seen the photo of Andrew Loopy hugging a Wampa from okay, Celebration? Okay, yes, I 5? have. I've seen that photo. It you is know, a very famous. Clearly, photo. Wampas are supposedly. Huggable. I was gonna say this is actually where the idea for this episode came from. Was, yes, you know that photo. It is. It okay, really I can is. believe that. <laughs> You should. I'm, I, I'm, I'm suspending my disbelief just, on this. I was just going to say, you should not yeah. believe that, Tom. I appreciate okay. it, but don't. I am, don't, I am no. suspending my disbelief on this because I really expected him to be hanging upside down with his feet in ice. But yeah. I liked the episode because it did explain. The only thing missing, though, I would love to have seen them put that little yellow tag on it yes. saying caution. I would have yes. loved to see that. That was the one thing I was waiting for as well. Yes. yes. From the deleted. So obviously this is referring to the deleted scene in episode five. Uh, which I think only actually ever got released with the Blu-ray. I think so. Uh, yeah. Where C-3P... Originally, of course, there was supposed to be a Wampa attack on Echo Base uh, in some of the first cuts of Episode 5. That was later removed. Um, and there's a deleted scene where you know the Rebels had put up a warning sign on a door being like, hey, don't go in this door because, you know, Wampas. And I was yeah, it would have been cool to see the yellow sign yeah, here as well. that would have been fun. Yeah. No, I, I would have, I would have loved that too. But again, it's the same type of thing where, you know, it's something that's you know, presumably right before Empire Strikes Back. But I would assume we get so. to see like mm-hmm. this is when they discovered that the the Wampa was was in there, um, and and actually were able to close the door and stuff. So again, very simple plot, but I loved the little behind the scenes details. In fact, they tied it into that deleted scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and some of the the way they they quote-unquote shot it because obviously it's just animation but uh with you know chewy being hugged by the wampa and uh with the, the light on him just looked really really cool and of course c-3po as always messes things up <laughs> always yeah it was good to see 3po again i thought yeah because he hasn't gotten as much love lately 
but no, because um, he was not in uh, right, yeah. Re- not really in Rogue One or Force Awakens, and obviously it doesn't make sense for him to be in Rebels. We don't we mm-hmm. don't see him as much. I mean, he he has been in a couple of episodes of Rebels, to be clear, but not typically. Um, and it was I see the R two and Chewie and Leia work together to figure out how to close that door and and that sort of thing. My my biggest complaint about this episode actually is that uh i'm r2d2's dome is like the lightest shade of gray possible so light in fact that in some of the early shots where it's like you have a close-up on r2 Mm -hmm. his his dome is not gray at all his dome is bright white instead of silver and he just looks completely weird oh i just go back and watch some some of the shots later uh, you can kind of see it's like a l- very, very light gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if I had to critique something, but otherwise it was it was again an- another another great episode that kind of fills in the pieces between uh, you know between the films. Yep, solid. Yeah. And then let's so, see. So then, sorry, go ahead, Tom. I'll let you take no, it. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I'll let you take it. Okay. So the next episode was the imposter inside, and Ahsoka is delivering something to Padme who is preparing for a dinner party. And they realize, Ahsoka points out that, hey, you're having these, you know, diplomats over and that you're setting, you're putting out forks and they find this very offensive. And as a side note, I'm very curious about what type of, uh, like, who finds forks offensive? I, uh, I guess, <laughs> I guess it's whoever that was coming over the, the, um, the delegation that Padme was hosting. Yeah. I but guess why, the explanation was find... they don't use silverware. They didn't use silverware. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In any case, uh, this causes Ahsoka. Padme's like, "Oh, you're right. Like I hadn't met. I I told them not to do that. I gave very specific instructions." And she looks at the handmaiden and is like, "Hang on a second. And then the handmaiden reveals themselves to be a Claudite, which we saw in, uh, you know, episode one, episode one, episode two. Uh, and then they fight and defeat the Claudite, and you know, everything's okay. happy. So, quick question. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I yes, that was like saw- the longest bomb. Explosion ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, actually, I felt this one probably had the most complex plot of all of the uh, the episodes, which I appreciate. I would agree. Yeah. Um, the uh, so the one thing I found a little bit confusing, and and it's just me. Um, what was the Claudite's plan? I guess she'd planted a bomb underneath. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so. Uh- yeah. Somehow, I was trying to figure out exactly what her plan was. I, her her plan was basically to disrupt the the delegation that was going to be there for Padme. Plain and simple. That 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 had to have been it. Somebody hired her to everyone. do it. Yeah, somebody hired her to do it. Done. Yeah, yeah I just so was the thermal detonator underneath the table the whole time? Because I'm going back and I I don't see. Oh, that's a good question. I don't see I it in some of the earlier is. shots, but it's possible they strategically placed it like when they were hiding behind the. The, the overturned table. I don't know. I was, I was surprised that the handmaid was sneaking out and Leia and Ahsoka, or, or sorry, Leia calls to the, Leia. Padme calls to the handmaidens like, hey, I told you not to place forks out. Um, and uh, um, and she just turns around and like starts shooting at them. I'm like, but she was leaving. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what her, I don't know what her plan was. Um, well, the shooting, I think, is because she realized she'd been discovered. I think so. Yeah. Like that, she didn't really have any other options, I think. But I agree, the the full plan is a little murky. But still, I appreciate, like, in two and a half minutes, two, uh, 
two hours, 20 minutes, they try to tell you a more complex plot. And this mm. also really reminded me of an episode of Clone Wars in many ways. Yeah. Well, and just the interact, the interaction between Padme and Ahsoka was good to see again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that is obviously something we've not seen since the Clone Wars. Yeah. Long yeah. time. Yeah. And you know, yeah. thermal detonators and stuff and how, how Leia and Ahsoka are able to work together. You know, Leia kicks the, <laughs> kicks the table over to Ahsoka. Who... You mean Padme? Sorry. Wow. Why am I keep saying that? I mean, they are related, oh, so I guess it's kind yeah. of understandable. Uh, sorry. It's close. That's embarrassing, guys. Um, Padme kicks the table over to Ahsoka. And then... Um... And then Luke shows up and is like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Don't even. Ooh. Anyway, so you were saying that Leia takes the, the bomb to Ahsoka. Luke might be in the scene. You don't know, Stephen. Oh, God. You don't know when this is set. Okay. Thank you. So... That's so the temple not... gets over to Ahsoka. Ahsoka takes the detonator and basically force pushes it out the window, the detonator. Exactly. Out it goes. And exactly. that's one of the longest detonations you've ever seen. Yes. But yeah. they, 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 they're they able to take down the Claudite, which tells me it's some other Claudite. Um, mm-hmm. You know, clearly not Zam Wessel. Well, um, Zam Wessel also died, didn't she? Yeah. Well, exactly. That's, that's, that's my hope. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. But you do have to say one thing. At least the meal didn't go guys, to waste. Guys, thank what? you. It, I'm clearly off my game today. It is not good. <laughs> well, don't worry, Willem. You know, we're almost done, and then you're free to make do with whatever you want to do. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, at least Soka got her food. So, uh, um, so anyway, moving on to, to yeah, so, the next episode. So, yeah, the, so, next episode so the next episode. Is, Okay. Oh God! Why do we keep doing this? Okay. No, no, I got this. The next <laughs> okay, episode ahead. is called "The Stranger," and it oh. stars Jin Erso, the only short thus far to interact with Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story here is that uh, Jin Erso is on Lethal, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. And Are we sure so, she's on Lethal? I mean, there's Lothcats, so I assume. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I looks like too. I just wanted to ask the question. Yeah. yeah, that's it's a fair question. I don't actually know for sure. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty planet. sure it is too. Yeah. And the Empire are jerks. So yeah. they're like, you don't have a license to have that lost cat, so we're taking it away. And so Jen Urso <sighs> decides to intervene and help stop that. Just because and she doesn't have a license. Really. Just because she doesn't have a license. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing I thought was interesting about this one is this makes me think we're going to get an episode in Rebels next season on Lothal with Jen Urso. Mmm, I like it. I think you might be right. Like, I don't know why else Generoso would be there. And actually, I, tying this back to our Generoso, our Generoso, our Rebel Rising review, uh, the one thing I thought was a little bit off is that Generoso was far too happy in this. And that's just because <laughs> I, I have trouble picturing Generoso as anything other than, like, perpetually. Brooding? Mm. I was going to say depressed, but yes. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I see her more as... I see her more as brooding. Steven, Either way. Because she had a loth cat with her. How could you be brooding with a loth cat? That's, you know what, you're right. It just. <laughs> and the loth I cat even correct. helps her. Like, you know, the, the stormtroopers stand on top of the grate. She shoots the grate. And the loth cat, like, jumps on top of the troopers and kicks them into the, uh, uh, kicks them down into the hole. Uh, but, yeah. no, I think you're right. It, 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 I liked how this shows how, how Jin is you know, still wants to help people, right? And tries to do the right thing. 
Uh, and I was even surprised that she, you know, gave away her name in this this short. Since I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's it pretty close to Rogue One when she was going by Liana Halleck and many other aliases. I would say this. Did, I liked this short. It did not mesh super well with any other Jin Erso uh, moment we've had thus far. Yeah. Like personality wise, she was much very different than what we've seen before, and it doesn't match up with Rebel Rising, where she goes by a lot of fake names and things like that. Yeah. Um, still enjoyed it, but worth pointing out. I agree. I agree. It was, again, yeah, great short, but um, yeah, felt a little, a lot. But again, like the 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 tough part is how much can you really do in in two and a half minutes. Um, oh, and, and oh, yeah, true. And, and depressed you know, Jin Urso does not make for a great. It, it does character not. No, <laughs> no, it's not gonna be like I want. I want depressed Jin Urso. No, no, no. That is not what I'm saying. Okay. I am happy to see her in a no, different like, yeah. uh, mentality. Okay. And uh, yeah. Okay, so here's the question: You want to have a happier Jin Urso? Yeah, if you wanted a happier Jin Urso, and she had a loth cat, where would Rogue One have gone? I, I, I mean, mean, it would just no, Tom. All that would mean is that we'd add a slightly more depressing ending with a Loth cat being killed by the Death Star too. Oh, okay. That it would not. That would be no better. Yeah. Trust me. Oh, okay. Wow. It'd just be worse. Yeah. Ah, the poor Loth cat. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But you know, I, I like your your theory, Stephen, and I I hope we get to see some gin in. Uh, yeah, I'm calling it now. Too. If I'm right, then... Or Liana Halleck, uh, or whatever alias she's going by at the time of Rebels. Did you look mm-hmm. that up, or did you remember what her alias was? I remembered her alias. It's That's in the impressive. movie. Thank you. Wow. It, it's in the movie? Yeah. Liana Halleck. Forgery of Imperial documents. Aggregated assault. Oh. Resisting arrest. No. I, are you sure? I'm yeah, pretty sure it's not they in say... the movie. It was in the trailer. It was in the trailer. No. No. They, are you they sure? In the movie. I'm... I would be willing to bet money they mentioned in the movie. All right, let's pause the episode. William, let's all boot up Rogue One. <laughs> let's make sure we cover... I'm pretty sure it's actually said twice, actually. Once in the Rebel base. Once I actually think... When they go I think in, you're when actually they break right. into the turbo tank to rescue Jin. Oh, the the uh, sure Rebel right. officers say okay. Liana Halleck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Because I just, I just remember it being... In the trailer that never made it on yes, film. Yes, that is true. That is okay. true. But. Okay. <laughs> so so can we move on to episode eight, Bounty of Trouble? Yep. Before we get into a Bounty of yeah, Trouble. Yeah, I don't want to get into but a Bounty um, of Trouble because... Oh, this we, is actually, why didn't we do that? Why no. did... Okay. Sorry, we should, we should have done a pun on each... Like, okay, so today's episode, we're going to be walking through the sands of Jakku, and we're going to have to be careful because those bandits... And then no. we'll escape with some Ewoks on the Padawan path, uh, avoiding the beasts of Echo Base and the imposters that are inside Echo Base. Uh, and then we'll meet the stranger and get into a bounty of trouble. There. Done. William, can you just go through and like splice that into every single, like the entire discussion? Uh, yeah, I'll go through and splice it out of the entire episode. Wow, do I have a headache from that one, Stephen? Wow. You're welcome. Okay. Thank <laughs> anyway. you. Anyway. So, uh, so yeah. we have we have the bounty of trouble on a secret mission. And now this is the first time we see Sabine in these eight episodes, yes. which I also agree, Stephen. 
the next episodes, if Jen's going to be in there, there has to be more Sabine because this is the only time we see her. But she comes yep. under attack by a bounty hunter droid. And this is the first time do we actually see IG-88 in animation form. Uh, other than Lego. Other than Lego because he's in the Lego series. I don't know. You, it might, sure you know what? It might in, be. I thought he was in Clone Wars and some other stuff, but maybe you're right. Maybe uh, you're right. IG-80, like, not quite IG-88 was in Clone Wars, I know. Uh, and was it? I thought he was in it with Boba Fett. Oh, uh, no, was I'm he not hanging sure. with Boba. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, uh, no, I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, but the point anyway. is, uh, on a secret mission, Leia is being come under attack by the bounty hunters, including IG-88. Well, specifically IG-88. Yeah. Now I'm getting confused yeah, between. <laughs> I also watched the Freemakers this morning, and yes, um, that's a that's a whole other sto- set of yeah. There's a whole other story of the Freemakers. Yeah. Uh, this one was fun too, you know, and I, I loved like, uh, are they on Lothal again? Or they, no, they're on, um, no, that is Lothal. That is the Lothal spaceport. I am almost, is positive. it, or is it the, uh, no, it's the other spaceport they go to something station, sort of the sea. I'm going to look it up. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was on Lothal. Is oh, okay. You, you could be right. Um, um, also most convoluted plan for getting, uh, Getting something to the like Rebel Alliance ever, yeah. Like Leia's with some stormtroopers who are, uh, you know, walking her there and protecting her, and then Sabine escape like grabs her. They seal the stormtroopers on the other side. Then they run down a hallway, grab a data tape, run back, and that that's it. <laughs> it's a very very complicated way of getting those plans into Rebel hands. I feel. Um. Yeah, but what I liked is how it showed how Leia is trying to maintain her cover the whole time. Oh, I like one of the things uh, I actually really liked is there's that opening sequence where Leia walks in with the stormtroopers. You're like, oh, Leia's been captured, and then you're <laughs> like, oh, wait, that's right, Leia's not captured. That is just right. like right. She, she has an escort because she's being escorted. She's, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and so, and I, so I, actually, I really liked how they did that. And uh, Garel, that's the name. It, it might also be Garel. It's either Lothal or Garel, uh, if I had to guess. Sure. Uh, but anyway. It's one of the two. Yeah. Um, but I liked how the whole time she's like pretending to be on the Empire. Like, there's the bounty hunter. Go get him. And uh, and she's sending the uh, the stormtroopers to go after IG-88 while she's actually working with Sabine. And we also get a little bit of uh, Sabine's theme too, which is ah, oh, I I I really like her theme a lot. Um, yeah, so that's, oh, that was that was nice too. I'm, I'm hoping to see more of her in the the next episodes coming up. So I agree. Yeah, and and, yeah. and again, like like most of these, they're very true to Sabine's character. You know, she's mm-hmm. blowing up the using the big um, uh, p- paint explosions was, basically. Say, colorful very PG explosions. with the paint explosions. I was like, wow, that's a lot of dead stormtroopers. Oh, they're yeah. just covered in yellow paint. Yeah, course. there's even IG88 was covered in purple paint. Um, uh, you know, it is it is on a Disney Channel and yeah. has to have PG rating. So yeah, yeah. But, and what's a little well, bit of paint? In this case, it was YouTube, but you know that's well, that's okay. yeah, exactly. It will be on the Disney Channel though when Force of Destiny returns. Uh, later this fall with eight new episodes, including the two uh, like to kick off newest recruit and tracker trouble. We don't know the rest of the episode titles yet. Uh, All right. Who do you guys think the newest oh, yeah. recruit is? Hmm. 
Oh. Maz Kanata? I don't know. They, actually, they, let, let's put a pin in that because I want to talk about Maz Kanata a little bit as well. But Okay. Um, yeah, I don't so know. Who do you th- I, I'm going to bet it's Sabine. So, let's see. Going back to the cast, uh, we also know that Vanessa Marshall is supposed to be in the, sh- in, uh, in the show, and we haven't seen mm-hmm. her yet. Uh, everyone else oh, so you, you think it might have been be, confirmed. So, maybe, might be Hera. maybe like the beginnings of Hera uh, in the Rebellion or something? Yeah, see, I was thinking it would be the beginnings of Sabine, but... I would agree with Steven in that. I, I think to a certain extent that might cool. make sense. Uh, I would love to see like how they meet for the first time. Yeah. Or it could be both. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tracker Trouble makes me think it might be another Leia episode. Mm. Where they're maybe it set be. between five and six. Could be a Jin episode. Could be a Jin episode too, even. Yeah, yeah. could be a Jin episode. Yeah. yeah. Depends on how far they want to go back. Do you think they would probably throw in, even though it's not been announced, a uh, Sagarera appearance? Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool to see more Jin when she was growing up. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. like, the nice thing about these, like, they can be, they can really jump wherever they want, anywhere, anytime in the galaxy, um, and and give us little bits of char- character moments, right? Which mm-hmm. which is the nice thing. They're they're short. They tell a very simple story for the most part, but they really help us get more into those characters and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, oftentimes learn a bit more about the character or about what was happening in the film, and so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, what what was your favorite overall? Do you have, do you have a favorite? Do you guys have a favorite episode? Ooh, that's close. It's tough. Uh, uh, I'm episode five, Beast of Echo Base. Beast of Echo Base. E- right. Even though even though Chewie was basically a huggable huggable stuffed doll to the Wampa, mm-hmm. that was still because when you look at the story, it fit. I think we all we all agree it fit at the perfect moment within the Star Wars film. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the best one. I'm, I might have to go with Ewok Escape or a Beast of Echo Base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Ewok Escape is mine. So I think that <laughs> perfect. Steven, you picked both. Tom and I each picked one. So there we, so the winner, we here. have a tie. We do, we do. Uh, yeah, no, oh, but they're they're all really good, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the the rest of these. They're all going to air this fall on Disney Channel. They're going to re-air the first. Eight, uh, as mm-hmm. well as uh, eight new ones. Um, they haven't announced a, a date yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Now, when they yeah. re-air them, are they going to air them back-to-back, or are they going to air them as shorts, interstitials in between shows? Uh, unknown. Probably, okay. if I had to guess, interstitials between shows, one a day for a week. Okay, that makes sense. Or eight days. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, should we get to the Womp Rat rating scale? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's go for it. Um, uh, I'll 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 go first. You go first. Yeah, I'll go first. They were enjoyable. I wish they were longer. I I would. I have to give it a six point five. Uh, I really really wish they would go longer. Um, so, you know, but we'll see what happens when they put the other ones onto Disney XD and yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, and honestly, they they can't go. I understand why they can't go longer yet. Right. Uh, right. Maybe we'll get some other type of like variety show almost. We get to see 
It, 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 you know what? It actually reminds me a lot of the Clone Wars because in the Clone Wars they really did jump. They were they were more constrained in the time in the time frame. They only had uh, they tried to go mostly linear, but they could still jump around between stories. In this one, it's let's just go to any anywhere in the galaxy at any time. Typically, going pretty close to one of the TV series or the movies, but they can kind of uh, jump have some around. Freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is really nice. So, um, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, uh, it, you know, as as they they go on. And I guess since I've been talking about this, I might as well just give my rating at the same time. Um, so I think I'm gonna give this, you know, seven out of ten. Again, you know, the reason it's a seven, it was good, and a seven is a great score, right? Uh, it's just not. Um, I think they don't they don't have as much time to really let it breathe and to get into a more deeper story. But for mm-hmm. what it is, it's, yep. it's it's excellent. It's really good. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. And oh wow, Tom, yes, we are we're out of um practice because we didn't say what our womp rats are gonna do. So oh yeah yeah oh. so uh oh yeah so hmm. uh, let's see uh what are my womp rats gonna do? You go Why, first. My womp rats um you know um I think after. After Jin meets the Loth cat in The Stranger, she decides she kind of wants a pet of her own, and she goes out and, and buys a, a pair of, wa- of or not a pair, seven womp rats. Yeah, she's, wow. a, uh, she's a womp rat lady. Um, wow. And, I uh, should have known. Yeah. Never would have expected that of her. Yeah. So Okay. I'm going to take my 6.5 okay. womp rats, and you know, that big wampa on Echo Base was lonely. He needed somebody to hug. So that's why you only have half a womp rat because he hugged him just a little too hard and he was hungry. And then he's got six others to go. So that's why that's my womp rat 6.5. Okay, Steven, you're up. Okay, so for me, I actually totally forgot to even talk about this. Uh, Really, really like the intro to the show. I was going to say it earlier. Oh, yeah, you were going to mention that. Yeah, totally forgot about that. I, 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 I mean, I like the little rhyme that Moss Kanata's got going, and I just I like this idea that it's you know, it's every every moment is what makes all of these characters who they are, is how it just it fits perfectly. <clears throat> and then as far as rating, I'm also gonna give it a seven out of ten Womp Rats, and uh, I mean, William, you basically took the words exactly out of my mouth. Like this is like this is one of those cases where they set out they're like we want to do a two to three minute two to three minute like shorts on various characters in the Star Wars universe. And that's what they went out and did. And some of them are better than others as is the case. But overall, I, you know, the what, so eight episodes at three minutes each is what? 24 minutes. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I did my math, right? Please. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know what? It's late. Close enough. Don't even try me with math yeah. right now. So like the 20, 24 minutes, whatever it is that it took me to watch it, it was totally worth it as far as this goes. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um. Yeah. So, oh, so I got. Sorry, my seven out of ten womp rats. Well, <laughs> so I don't actually want to spoil anything yet. But when they talk about the, you know, the next episode is called the newest recruits. It's Uh-oh. really being the newest recruits. We've got a typo. There are seven womp rats who are very famous in Star Wars who are going to be coming to a uh, screen near you. Seven Just wait. Famous. So you're you're predicting a spinoff film from them at some point. Oh, it's already in production, pre-production. Okay, cool. And and you've they kind of heard that as a joke it, here, folks. 
they were going to do they were going to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie and then they realized that the Womp Rats in the movie were really the main characters and so they cut Obi-Wan and they just went with the Womp Rats. So, wow. Yeah, now you know. Yeah. All right. So, I think that uh, wraps yeah, up so this think, episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was this is fun. I'm looking forward to discussing more about Forces of Destiny uh when the show returns, but for now, uh I think it's time to uh to to we're going to wrap this episode up and we'll be back very very soon with our review of the Freemaker Adventures season two, episode three, the Tower of Alliston Nor. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your reviews will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. You can visit our website, ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2017.